um, you should use a condom before you listen. The American dream is dead. John Lyle, L.A. Lloyd, and Drew Bennett, Beaver Kool-Aid. So I don't know if you follow uh, anything uh, with our government. But there is this guy named Brett Kavanaugh, and uh, he wants to be the next justice on the Supreme Court. And uh, recently it's come to light that when he was in high school, and he was 17, supposedly, um, he's in a bedroom holding this chick down and trying to do his thing, and didn't really happen, but freaked her out. Um, She had to lock herself in a bathroom. And uh, she is now, uh, she sent a letter to Dianne Feinstein in California, Senator from California, um, back in the summer to say, hey, this guy that, uh, you know, is going to be considered for the Supreme Court, this happened to me. Um, He was 17 at the time. He denies any of this, any knowledge, never happened, never did whatever. Um, so, and some people say that just the fact that, you know, you would, you would, uh, try to hold somebody that what they did in high school, you know, I mean, how can you hold somebody to that? And then others say, uh, it doesn't matter. It's indefensible. I mean, you're putting somebody on the Supreme court. Um, they need to be, well, forget about Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill, um, and long dong silver. And I don't know if this is before your time, Drew, but that was 91. Um, is this something, how do you, how do you approach this? Because what I did in high school alone, not even beyond high school or the five years at five, six years after high school, what I did in high school alone disqualified me from ever <laughs> holding any political right. office. Yeah. Because it was all witnessed. And um, no, I'm with you. I'm sure you guys are following this somewhere. What do you feel about that? There's always going to be somebody that's going to come out of the uh, out of the closet, out of the woodwork, no matter if it's five years ago, 30 years ago. There's always going to be when you he knew what he was up against. I mean, he had to know that he did this act and there's going to be probably repercussions to deal with. I mean, don't you think he knew this was going to come out? No, no, you don't yeah, think I so. Mean, huh? I, you know, here's the thing, and I, I don't mean this to be insensitive, but you know, uh, scumbag guys like that might have, you know, forgotten, right? That that even happened at 17. You guys remember your 17th year, much of it? You remember, uh, but do you remember? That's and what not, I mean, I'm telling you. Um, <sighs> That's what I mean. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily characterize this guy as scumbag guy. You're a seventeen-year-old drunk guy. Um, I think I've mentioned this before. Sorry, man, I'm choking. You all right down there? I think there? I've mentioned this on this podcast before. But um, the humorist David Sedaris. Yeah. He's from Raleigh, North Carolina, where yeah. I'm from. Yeah. And I was friends with his sister. Same age. Amy, right? We had a circle. And the night of my high school graduation, I barfed all over the Sedaris' stairs. And I've been wanting to see David since all these years to say, 
I once threw up on your parents' stair <laughs> in your house. I was drinking Tyrolia wine, some kind of cheap rock gut crap. And I was drunk out of my mind. And every time a chick went into the restroom downstairs, into the bathroom, I would try to walk in before they closed the door and proposition them. Did it work? And it wasn't working. And then eventually I just threw up all over the stairs. Well. Now, I don't know. I mean, I've been in a lot of weird situations in my life. They were all earlier. Mm-hmm. But once again, which would mean I could never be on the Supreme Court. Right. But uh, just the fact that this woman comes forward after all this time and um, is willing to testify under oath. Who and found so is he. Let me ask you, do you think this girl just popped out of nowhere? Do you think someone, you know, some liberal, you know, anti-Trump person did all this digging into this guy's background and happened to find someone who said, yeah, I kind of had a little thing with him in high school, and then they started digging, and then that's when it came out? Or do you think she just came out? She sent a letter to Dianne Feinstein to remain anonymous. I got you. Dianne Feinstein referred that letter to the FBI for background on him. Right. And... and then she didn't, she didn't want to do now, it. She, could, she didn't want to do it in the first place. She knew it was going to ruin her family. I don't think with her, they're political. She's a college professor. Um, I just think that that I mean, it takes a lot of look. When you're 16, 17 years old and you're a woman, and and we all have daughters. Mm-hmm. Drew's a Drew has yet to have daughters trip into the time where weird things can happen. Um, Lloyd's are, and God knows what they've already gone through, but, um, thanks. Um, and I, I, I've dealt with that one time, but with, with, if you're 16, 17 year old years old and you're a woman, you're a young girl and, um, something weird like that happens. You, you most, most just want to be, you know, suffer in silence. They, mm-hmm. Too scared of everything mm-hmm. else. Too scared of what their parents would say if they mm-hmm. said something. Too scared of, too scared of Reputation. their peers and law enforcement and all that other stuff. Yeah. I think you bury that kind of thing. Terrible. And and I think in this case, I mean, this is a woman that didn't have to step forward on anything. But you're, it's a, all these Supreme Court nominations are huge and. Like I said, referencing back to Anita Hill, she got killed when she spoke up about improprieties with Clarence Thomas and uh, people made jokes of things. Wasn't but, that uh, the one with the pubic hair on the Sprite can yeah, or something yeah, like that? 91. Best yeah. I remember what that was. I vaguely yeah, remember was Long it. Dong. He talked about Long yeah. Dong Silver, and, uh, which is. But a, you know, now there's a backdrop <laughs> that's different. You yeah, know, exactly. <laughs> We're, things are far more different than uh, in 91. Yeah. Yeah, in 91, yeah, there was no Me Too movement. Right. And I think that's the difference now. But I, you know, I don't, I, I, I can understand and I feel, once again, this is going back, you know, some other shows that we did when Drew brought up the Louis C.K. stuff and, and I said, I don't really care. Well, I care for the victims, but I mean, otherwise, I don't care about all this celebrity-centric stuff that we deal with now. 
frankly, you know, you know, celebrities getting run when they speak out on something because they got millions of Twitter followers and they've got all these different things. And there's, you know, all the online stuff is trying to trying to find something to put up because they're they're always having to find something. It never ends. Um, but but when it comes to the Supreme Court, it's a little different. Um, you know, if I worked around Louis C.K. and he's jerking off around me and I don't like it, but I'm worried about still having a gig or whatever, that's one thing. Yeah. Fine, whatever. That goes on in the corporate world and has for a long, long time. And more power to you if uh, you can rise above it. Um, but this is a little different. I mean, right now, with where the country is right now, and this would be another judge um, I'm not, you know, on the court, um, this is a, I think it's a big deal that still has to be examined. Oh, yeah, because abortion could be on its way out. I mean, if we, if we keep nominating all right, you know, Supreme Justices, I mean, Roe versus Wade could be overturned. And that's what they want. Now, Roe versus Wade, that was that really big tennis match, right? Right. Yeah. I think they that did it. was the a... guy and the girl, right, in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was it. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it, man. I get old, I get forgetful. Well, you know, some people hide their past. And, you know, you've done a pretty good job about, you know, telling what's gone on in your life from high school to the present, Lyle. And so have you, Drew. And... I've tried to bring some into it myself, but probably one of the best or biggest celebrities, I should say, came out uh, last week. Big article in GQ magazine, Sir Paul McCartney talked about his circle jerks uh, with John and George uh, back in the day. Did, oh, did you guys hear about this? George being a part of that. I thought it was just Paul and Listen, John and some of their friends. You guys, the New York Times had the best headline. It said, beat the Meatles. Beat the Meatles. There's never been a better headline. <laughs> Beat the Meatles. I love it. Right I there. Didn't see it, that. I, and I, I, I just read a one blurb on that because I thought <laughs> it's a little icky when you're a guy in your 70s talking about jerking off with somebody way back when. Even though I did throw up on my personal blog, which some of you can see for 85 bucks a month, um, about when Burt Reynolds and I um, jerked off. But no, when I, when I saw that, I thought, well, these are just young kids, and it was kind of innocent, and it would, I think there were other guys, and I think it was just a matter of they weren't uh, stroking each other. They were just all thinking yeah. about Bridget Bardot and uh, making it happen. If you had to vote for Sir Paul to be a Supreme Court justice, would you hold that against him? Well, no, there's nothing wrong with that. You haven't, you know, he didn't force himself on someone right so it's a big traumatize somebody and i'm not saying that i i don't know i i'm a little divided on this just because so much has gone on in my life and i think you you progress i think it's the fact that the difference is for me and i'm older than this guy brett kavanaugh i own what i've done in my life right and i may not have always owned it but at this point in my life, I do own it. All good and all bad. I'm with you. I do too. And I, I, I've gone back in my life and thought about times with women where um, I was not particularly a good person. Um, not that I 
I just mean that I was maybe a little bit more forceful than I should have been at the time. Right. Um, and there's no excuse for that. But I've gotten to this point in my life where I, I, I own my, my narrative. I own the things that have happened to me, uh, good and bad, and the things that I've done that are good and bad. I think that as time will go on, we're going to realize that if we're going to have effective politicians representing us, we're going to have to let a lot of this uh, squeaky clean um, PC stuff go. Yeah. But only if the people that are there talk about it and own it. Well, even Clinton said he never inhaled. So Yeah, all that nonsense. <laughs> I mean, you just talk about something, you own it. Well, the funniest thing about the Lennon and McCartney thing was, you know, you mentioned the Bridget Bardot because they were like, okay, scream out who your fantasy is. And Paul goes, uh, yeah, I screamed out Bridget Bardot. And <laughs> Lennon being Lennon <laughs> screamed out Winston Churchill. <laughs> yeah, which that's, that's awesome, isn't that? That just shows you the kind of situation it was. It's just uh, people, you know, having fun and getting Norwegian wood. Right. I don't know why masturbation is so stigmatized anyhow. I don't I mean, know, man. But every time I play Come Come Together now, it's got a whole new meaning for me, man. It really does. You guys didn't have, well, Lloyd didn't go into a cigar club. And what are you doing then? <laughs> You're smoking the White Owl. Yeah. Showing and, everybody his yellow um, submarine. Right. <laughs> but at this point, I don't really know if I need to hear from the 70-some-year-old guy that, hey, when, back when we were school kids, you know, we were... <laughs> We're making it happen. Maybe he doesn't care anymore. Only one thing is true. Neither one of them was screaming out the name of Yoko Ono. Well, you got a point there. Um, <laughs> though that probably didn't score many points, but this would be way before then, but I don't think anybody was. Um, I'm not going to go any further. I almost said something that was really bad, but I'm actually going to do something that I rarely do, which is filter myself. <laughs> Well, look at you. Well, that's a good segue into uh, good news, even better news than last week. We have three calls standing by right now. Three calls. Shall we play one first and see? Yes. Let's see what's excited. This is Travis in San Antonio. Just uh, just got through with this week's podcast and another great show, guys. Appreciate uh, appreciate you guys sticking around and, and keep putting these out. I'm really surprised that you know more phone calls. Um, Big shout out to Chris. I think he asked a lot of questions um, in last week's uh, uh, when he called last week about Steve and and kind of what's going on with everybody, uh, the old Kiss crew. Uh, the only guy that that you guys didn't mention was was Brian. What's what's up with that guy? I used to run into that guy all the time out at uh, out in the bar scene and concerts and whatnot. Anyway, uh, I wanted to make a comment about um, cutting cutting the cord for for cable. Mm. Um, I think we're going to go ahead and cut our cable off. We've, we've been a long-time cable subscriber, but about a week and a half ago, we ordered the Amazon Fire Sticks. No, the Fire TVs off of Amazon, and they were 40 bucks each. Um, a family member came over and showed me how to, uh, in, in essence, jailbreak them. <laughs> it's kind of a lengthy process, and there's steps you have to go through, and it's uh, if you don't do the steps the right way, it's just not going to work. But... In, <laughs> In all actuality, we have access to every TV show that's on TV, whether it's HBO, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Showtime, anything. Uh, if it's being made, it's on there, and it's wow. 100% free. 
and it's 100% uh, legitimate, so it's not like you got to worry about uh, having a VPN. But anyway, I'd be more than happy to, to walk you guys through it. If next week's uh, podcast, you guys publish an email address, I can shoot an email over to you with a couple of the instructions step-by-step. Uh, step. It's wow. a little bit lengthy yeah. to do the phone call. Anyway, I'll probably be calling in again soon with some more ideas or uh, you guys kick around some more stuff. I'll give you a call back some other time. All right, man. Have a good one. Later. He's a criminal. Yeah, criminal. there it is. So I know. Um, that's called cable piracy. We, all of us heard that call and said, please, here's my email address. <laughs> All of well, us. Oh, Here yeah. it is. I mean, I'm not just talking about the three of us. I mean, everybody that's using this said, please let me know. <laughs> All right. So you can email beaverkoolaid at gmail.com. Right. And we'll get it. Yeah. And um, we'll all distribute and be criminals. <laughs> yeah. And then going back to Brian, you're talking about Brian Kendall. Right. Right. That's right. Who's uh, one of my BFFs, yeah. and uh, I just saw him yesterday. Really? And he's doing fine, and uh, he's just kind of hanging where I am, and eventually we're going to have to work, but he's he's doing fine. Well, good. And uh, we just went and saw a show last week, and yeah, he's doing fine. I see him about once a week. So. What was that caller's name? Um. We don't know. We don't. We don't know his name. We don't want yeah, to publicize his name. I, th I think it's FBI. So. Yes, FBI. Let's call. take another one. I know who this is, but is, this is going to surprise you, John and and Drew. You'll you'll get a kick out of this too. But uh, another caller. I think you'll appreciate this. So um, let me get him on. Hey, it's your old friend Chuck Stanley. Uh, first time, long time. I uh, love the podcast. Love you all. But first and foremost, I want to sell a book. So. I have written a cookbook, Eat CBQ, the cookbook, 91 pages of Texas rock and roll barbecue, available now on Amazon.com. Love y'all. Sorry I missed the Lloyd Sectomy events for your dropping balls, but uh, maybe next time. Love y'all. Eat CBQ, the cookbook, on Amazon.com. By the way, that book was number one. Like a number one cookbook really? on Amazon for a couple of days. That's awesome. So that's our good friend Chuck Stanley, uh, the rock reporter. Uh, My former producer. Right. And so, John, there you go. Another person out there just throwing anything against the wall to see what sticks. And look at that. He's got a, you know, he had a restaurant and he was having some health issues. And his doctor said, man, you're just stressed. You need to, to close the restaurant. So what does he do? He takes all of his best recipes from CBQ Eatery. He makes a cookbook. He puts it on Amazon, and now he's an author. How about that? Let's give it up for Chuck Stanley. I love it. That I is great. It. I, I got to nice go job. back, though, in time. Um, Chuck was my producer, and I had mentioned at the time to the powers that be that I thought that uh, KISS, that would be the radio station where I used to work, um, needed a full-time production person of our own. I thought that the success of the station warranted it. Um, used to be that way all the time. Little did I know that when I made that suggestion that Chuck would end up being the guy and I would lose my producer. But that's what happened. <laughs> but then later on, um, as Chuck was doing that, he decided to pursue a uh, culinary career and yeah. 
quit radio and went to culinary school. And cause he said, man, I, I'll be back here, but I'm going to have a restaurant. Yeah. And I've always told Chuck this and I've always said it. Anybody that calls their shot yeah, and then makes it has my utmost respect. He's like Babe Ruth, man, pointing to the outfield. He quit something. He got into something that I don't know how much he knew about it, but I mean, he said that's what he was going to do and he did it. And he had not only one restaurant, which we had the first one up there at uh, 3009, but then, you know, after that, I mean, he had the one in New Braunfels and he shut that down. He's got the cookbook, but this guy called a shot and uh, I'm so proud of him. Yeah. He's got five star reviews on Amazon. That's great. What's the name of the book again? It's called Eat CBQ, the cookbook. Wow. All right. right. Well, I hope we sell him some books. John Lyle cookbook. Um, (laughs) John Lyle just eats. (laughs) No, I like that other one. Um, If I had my preference. Have you ever wondered how to cook meth? I just want to. John Lyle cookbook. So the, since this is our caller segment, I've got one more. It's it's a short call. And I, I love the caller segment. And after we get done with this, we need to throw the number out there a lot. Right. Well, I'll do it right now. I have this kind of uh, feeling that they're they're being heard. We have some interaction. Yes, it's good. It's a good 855-576-2530. 855-576-2530. Let's, uh, let's see who this one is. Here we go. Hello. Uh, this is caller number two. Um <laughs> <laughs> I just heard caller number one, and uh, luckily enough, I stumbled upon the Beaver Kool-Aid con- uh, podcast a couple months ago, and just takes me back to the days of Lyle and Holland. What a great show it was. And just, it was a reason to get up in the morning, and, you know, there's nothing to freaking laugh at no more except you guys, you know. I find myself having to watch reruns of Reno 911 to get a good laugh, but... Uh, guys doing a great job and uh you know keep up the good work i appreciate it thanks bye so there it is i don't know if that uh, siren was from his tv watching uh, reno right. 911 or if he actually was just in a <laughs> shitty part of town in san antonio so <laughs> but thanks for the call man Maybe that's what it was. i was gonna think and it must be coming from the 210 <laughs> That was definitely the 210. Must be. And uh, hey, I appreciate it. And and I encourage all of you, if you've got a moment, call 855-576-2530. Right. And obviously, you'll be on. Yeah. We we will put you on. This is the closest we can have to a give and take doing a podcast. And I'd sure like to hear from some ladies Mm -hmm. as well. Mm Mm-hmm. There was someone who actually emailed us on Facebook who was about to hop on a plane and was kind of jumping on our ass to make sure we posted the uh, the show so she could download it before she hopped on a plane, and Drew got right on it, man. So That's that was, good plane listening, isn't it? It is good plane listening. Yeah. So <laughs> Good plane, what, that would be P-L-A-I-N? No, that's, that's N-E. Plane listening? N-E. Inside your own. No, but I want this, I, I, I really... You know, the way we do this thing and the way I feel things and I and these guys know because we were just talking about it before. I mean, for my life being on a radio, I need to feel like I'm live and this isn't live, but I like being live. And it's recorded live. Whatever you do, you do. You can't go back and get rid of it. I mean, whenever we do a podcast, I always ask Lloyd to clean it up, edit it tightly. Of course, he ignores me. (laughs) 
<laughs> throws out whatever. Um, well, why don't we do? Why don't we do a live show? Them. But I mean, I I want people to to feel like they can call and ask questions or ask, you know, suggest a subject at the time for for us to discuss. Yeah, that would well, be tell you great what, too. I'll tell you what. Let's let's try this out. Uh, we can figure this out. Let's figure out a way how we can record the podcast, but do but it also live. do it live, right? And then, and we'll tell everybody when we're going to do it. Hey, we're going to come up on October or whatever, and we'll do what we'll do a live show, and and we'll promote that you know on a couple podcasts prior, and then and then let's let's record a live show and see if we don't get you know some guys calling in and having a good time. Because even if they don't call in, or if we can figure that out from a technology standpoint, even if they you know yeah, see, I, text I, us I or do the chat thing, the technology, we'll just do the chat thing. I just like okay, well here's your question. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I always like to live chat. I can hardly get you guys on live, much less a live phone call. Well, but it sounded really good when Drew was talking about yeah. it. Yeah, you know, and and he, he's he's technical. You, you two guys, guys are talking on the mic. I'm yeah. sitting here working That's the one controls. Of the things I hated about when radio got to the point where you would think that when everybody had the ability to call in the car, you'd be great. Yeah. Back in the '80s, I would have people on hold for. 45 minutes an hour and they're at home and they're late for school or right. work but they're just waiting to get on because you know i was i was going live um and now that everybody has a phone nobody wants to do that so they text so in my last days being on the radio the last few years i hated saying and here's a text from <laughs> drew bennett and drew says because i want to hear drew and I want to hear Drew's reaction to what I said. You don't listen to a lot of talk radio, obviously, because the cell, when people are driving home, obviously we're in a, we live in a hands-free world or you'll get a ticket. So they're on some really shitty mic in their car. No, no, I hated that. Part. And that part that sounds like shit. People are on and their phone cuts out and everything else. Yeah. That's bad. At least yeah. the landline was good. But these calls but no, today were great. To, I, I mean, I don't listen to radio at all anymore. Oh, right? so, my God. Now, if I happen to be in Austin, I'd be listening to L.A. Lloyd right. afternoons at KLBJ. Sure. That whole station's good. Yeah. Thank you, Drew. So, I mean, if if I happen to be there. But I don't listen to commercial radio anymore because the, the commercial breaks. Hang on. Hang, hang, and guys, more. hang on a minute. Winston Churchill! <laughs> wow, you've been pulling on it since we've been on? Oh, man. I knew I heard slapping in the back. I just didn't know what it was. All right. <laughs> A pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. Well, if that's not word porn, I don't know what the fuck is. Right. You have enemies? Good. That means you stood up for something sometime in your life. Look at you. These are all right on. These are all things that you say at the height of climax. <laughs> if you're going through hell, keep going. Never, never give up. Why can't we have a president like that now? Success yeah. consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. You want to go to Franklin D. If you're gonna I think that. Winston Churchill said Frankie, that. Frankie D, actually, if you want to, you know, Freaky D, Frankie what is, D. What his friends called him? No, I mean, look at, I mean, look, let's, I don't want to go back into a history thing, but here's a guy that didn't play the American public straight. You know, he did not want to be seen in wartime as a guy in a wheelchair and they would 
get him up behind some kind of lectern or podium so oh, he yeah. can do whatever instead of just saying, Hey, look, man, you know what? I'm in a freaking wheelchair. Frankie D has, he is a, he can, but my he brain has, is fine. He has the ultimate quote. Now I know you've seen this on, on posters in a dentist's office with some kittens that are about to fall <laughs> off of a bench or something, but it says, when you come to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. Yeah. That's Frankie D, baby. Right. Frankie D. Frankie D. See, the president we have ah. now, his brain is in a wheelchair and he's got good legs. So it's a complete but fucking not, opposite. Remember, we weren't going to, every go time there. we start to go political, I always yeah. go, bite my tongue. La, 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 la. I know. It may change our phone calls, which once again, our number, 855 576 2530. Or if you don't want your voice heard on the podcast, yeah. the Beaver Kool Aid podcast, you could send us something at beaverkoolaid at gmail.com. And for those of you wearing a red hat today that uh, sends a text saying, You tell that libtard LA Lord, by the way, LA, the hell with your West Coast bullshit, you libtard. First of all, I'm not a, I'm not. <laughs> I'm still registered Republican, if you can believe that. Willie Nelson, you yeah. Piece of shit. yeah, why don't you go suck? Well, you got to remember, L.A. Lloyd's dad ran for political office. Right. He was the Republican, Republican chairman of Johnston County, North Carolina in the 70s. But the party was different then. It was a little different then. He ran uh, in 1976 after, uh, after uh, uh, Nixon resigned. So it wasn't a good year to be a Republican. So uh, pretty much every Republican in the county lost yeah, that election. Yeah, died. <laughs> but, different party. Yeah, but we, we already said we're not going to go political because we can, even though yeah. it's very tough. Every day, there's something, and you go. I think we just need to get back talking about the Beatles circle jerk. You know, that to me was. Uh, that's, no, that's that good would only be if it was all the Beatles, and this was before the Beatles. You know, Ringo, here's how bad it is for Ringo. He didn't even get invited to the fucking circle jerk. I mean, it was just Paul and John. They're writing their little songs. Ringo's standing outside the door listening to them scream out, you know, their fantasy names, and he can't even be a part of the circle, Jerry. Well, well they always said that Ringo wasn't a very good drummer, which means he wasn't a very good beater. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. Um, the big loser out of that whole thing's Pete Best. <laughs> always. Well, it doesn't matter what it is. He's always a loser. Right. Right. I mean... I mean, no way or the other. I mean, I have lost out on opportunities in my life where if I'd gone left instead of right, yeah, it would have meant millions of dollars. Mm. Um, I'm not ashamed to say, but I never went in the right direction for that. It's like if you had just turned there, and believe me, there wasn't much more that was required, but just go that direction instead of that one. And Pete Best got you beat. And he's always going to have me be yeah. because the same thing. I mean, it wasn't like, uh, you know, we need an extraordinary drummer for our project, for our super group. Um, yeah, no, but you know, Ringo's a good. It was just hang in. Ringo's good. People shit on Ringo. Ringo's a great drummer. No, I don't he's know about that. Drummer. I don't yeah, think he's a he's, great drummer. He's not. He's, believe me, he's not a great he, drummer. He, he, but he's, he's. But you think he's Peter Chris is a good drummer? Yeah. Peter Chris but is people a good like him and See, so Lyle. it's fine, but he is not 
a great drummer. But Drew thinks Peter Chris is a good drummer. Then, well, do we have to bring up that again, man? If you just bring up the Kiss stuff again. No, okay, look, here it is. None of them are good. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, that's done. Case closed. Here right. comes down to the whole gate done. Not up for discussion anymore. Sorry. Great drummer. There, yeah, see, once again, great drama. <laughs> he actually put stick to head. He was a great drama. Uh, hey, look, I mean, even Eric, Lyle had Eric, a gong. Eric Carr was better than he was. Wow. But Peter, but Peter Chris is a good drummer. Yeah, great, great drama. The funny I thing mean, about Peter great. Chris, everybody shits on him, but yet he sang vocals on the biggest hit that Kiss ever had. So yeah. take that one to the bank. Yeah, which yeah. We, we won't even go there on Bess, that. I hear yeah. you calling. Right. Let's hear it. Sing the whole thing. I hate when this thing gets down and see. Like I'm trying to give Drew Drew some material over there so he can start yelling out my name because if I keep singing that, he's going to be yelling out my name. I think Lloyd just brought that up because he wanted me to give you some crap, Drew. You know, there might be some latent hostility. Oh yeah, but I think it's just like he always knows. Well, if I if I you know like Drew didn't call me back and I'm pissed, so. I'm going to bring him on the podcast. Yeah. I'm the instigator. Lightning into Kiss and how much he thinks they're a cartoon band and stuff. <laughs> and it'll really piss Drew off. And I hope he feels it because I didn't like it when he didn't call me back. John, who's a better who's a better drummer? Do you think Keith Moon is better or do you think John Bonham is better than Keith Moon? That's a tough one because the music was so much different. I'm going to have to go with John. But he I'm, just beat I'm, him really I'm hard. I'm going to go man. with Keith Moon. Keith was yeah. Keith had more attitude, but John, man, he just had those fucking yeah, but drumsticks. The, thing is, the music was so much different. But if you, if I was a big Who fan, more so than Led Zeppelin in those days. Yeah, and if you just listen to the drumming that he provided on so many things, he's so animated, and um, and they could never recover from his death. No, neither he could was Zeppelin. So vital to that band. Uh, but you know, it's hard to say. I mean, the rhythm section in Led Zeppelin was great, but yeah. it's a whole, it's different types of music. Right. You know, I'm kind of a Steven Adler guy myself, you know, you know, pre, I mean, I think pre-stroke. I that's going to be a close race between the two of them. I think you have to listen to songs like When the Levee Breaks and that, that'll that make you decide. Oh, come on, Moby Dick. That, that song's all the drum. That's all drums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just a different kind of thing. I mean, there's, I mean, you Anything you you listen to? Uh, Can you see the real me from Quadrophenia, which is just uh, Keith Moon going crazy? That's pretty deep, man. And that's a uh, deep track. It's too good. But you guys are Drew. I I mean, I don't even know about Drew. I mean, he he's going like uh, it's never as good as the guy that was a drummer for Culture Club, right? <laughs> well. <What the> <laughs> I will go to your party and I will tear it up. Really? Beaver Kool-Aid. Get it hard. With Lyle, L.A. Lloyd, and Drew. Make it look a man. So go ahead, stick your head up your ass. <laughs> 